From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part one in our new series, Let's Talk About Sex, An Important Conversation. And as we start today's show, I just want to give you this quote attributed to Anonymous that says, to make progress, you have to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think nowhere is that more true than when it comes to talking about sex. And so we're going to be, we're going to be starting this series, but first and foremost, we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from another couple whose marriage has been transformed, who's had breakthrough. And this week's hug is brought to you by figs and the way this company is dressing the medical industry is incredible. We're going to share more about them later in the show. The hug comes from an email that we received that said, having children changed me for the better and the worse. I became the typical new mom, exhausted, not happy with my body image, putting all my energy into this precious new little baby. I did this two times. Mm -hmm. And I severely neglected my husband in the process and had no clue I was even doing it. Fast forward to now, we have a six-year-old and a two-year-old and our marriage had been pretty good from my point of view, but we had no intimate connection at all. And that Mm -hmm. is what we fought about. Everything was so routine blah, if you will. Mm. At the end of 2018, we had a really big argument about me rejecting him and making him not feel loved at all. I went to bed so mad, but when I woke up the next morning, I just cried and cried and cried and thought to myself, what am I doing? At work, I searched for a podcast because of course that's the thing to do these days. And I thought (laughs) I would give it a shot. I found yours and literally got hooked the very first episode. And I believe it was the get out of your head and into your bed episode that hit home and just like, woke me up hearing Tony's side where he felt neglected and rejected. And why can't his wife be in the moment with him? Why is she preoccupied? Do I not satisfy her? Does she not want me? That was my husband. And I had never all caps thought of it that way ever. Mm. I cannot thank you two enough and all the one family and team for all that you do. It's nothing short of absolutely amazing. Mm. I love those. I love it. And Truly honored and blessed that you found us, and uh, wow, what a, what an episode to to start with, mm-hmm. and to just get convicted and excited for for what has happened in your marriage. Truly, truly, and blessed. Love you guys. Well, and it's always so amazing, you know, as we um, start this show and this series about talking about sex. What happens when when couples have breakthrough around this particular topic? right? That, that was this wife's breakthrough, right? Like thinking Around about sexual sex intimacy. And, yeah. and sexual intimacy. And, and this entire series is going to look about at, look at talking about sex in, in different seasons of your marriage, because what it looks like when you're a newlywed looks a lot different after you've had kids or, or when you're dealing with health issues or aging. And there are so many conversations about sex that, that we as couples need to be aware of. We need to be having, we need to be embracing. We need to say, you know what, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, how we talk about sex with the different people in our lives, it's different, right? Like how we talk to our teenagers about sex and sexual intimacy is very different than how Tony and I have a conversation with one another. Mm -hmm. Or how we have a conversation maybe with other friends of ours, you know, where guys are coming up to me and talking about their sexual intimacy or women are coming up and coming up to Elisa and talking to her. 
Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, sex, it's so interesting because it's one of those topics that like, you know, it's in all the popular media, right? There's always always a sex, not always, but a lot of times there are sex scenes. No, oh, in movies. I was going to I was going to say, you know, when you go to the grocery store, there's always a magazine that has something. I mean, there's at least one magazine cover with a title that is wrapped around sex, orgasm, pleasing him, pleasing her, best positions. I mean, you cannot walk down that aisle or or the checkout line without seeing that. Right. It, it's on TV shows. There there are all these places where we get hit with these messages about sex. And yet the ability to have a conversation with our spouse or, or with the people closest to us still feels taboo, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, you or know, awkward, or awkward, and and yet there are all these messages that kind of sit over marriages. All of these, I don't want to call them myths. I, I think they're just they're just words that have been spoken over mm-hmm. that actually influence our thoughts. It, it influences whether or not we have the conversations. It influences how we see our spouses, and it's things like, and I've heard this. I can't tell you how many emails we've received from people that are like, you know men are always horny. Why is it my husband? Right. There's this under this expectation, this, this knowing that supposedly every other man out there is horny, but not my husband Mm -hmm. or good girls don't do that. Right. You know, every once in a while, you know, we'll put up a post and people are like, um, I don't think women are supposed to do that. Right. Like sleep naked. Okay. Ladies, it's okay for you to sleep naked. I'm just putting it out there or that sex. I mean, I grew up where I seriously thought that sex was only for making babies. Mm hmm. Or that sex is dirty, or you know, don't get married. Here's one that, that I think has become very popular these days. Don't get married because that's it, like your sex life will be over when you get married. Instead of it getting started, there's this idea that that couples are getting married and maybe they have great, you know, like newlywed honeymoon sex, and then at some point in time in that first year, it just like dries up and you go the next 30 years without ever having sex in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, just to put that myth to bed, uh, that's not true we actually have the best sex of our lives and we're 23 years in now. I agree. You know, there, there are things, there are statements out there, words out there that say women don't like to have sex or women don't have desire. And these are just statements that are sitting at the top of the iceberg. Yeah. And if we're going to create extraordinary marriages, we're going to develop collectively the ability to talk about all aspects of our marriage, especially, especially our sexual intimacy. Cause, Cause think about this for a minute. If you omit talking about one area of your marriage, there's going to be a void there, right? And where there's a void, there's an opportunity for temptation and for destruction. Mm, That's good. So if you're not talking about your sexual intimacy, or if you avoid it, or if you're like, oh, this makes me feel uncomfortable, whatever, you're, you're opening a door that doesn't need to be opened, that you actually have the power to seal and close. And we've shared this before, but I think it bears repeating again on the show is that growing up, my parents did not, did not talk to us about sex. I don't even, I mean, I assume my parents had sex, but it wasn't like, there was no knowledge of it. Right. I I grew up in a Catholic family, uh, you know, sex only had, like I said, sex only had one purpose and that was to make babies. And, you know, I wrestled with this idea of, well, what happens if you don't want to make babies, but your husband still wants to have sex? Uh, what do you do? You have sex. Well, yes, but there's, there's this, this conflict, this tension. There, there's a lot of tension. The other one I would say is the, you know, sex is dirty. Sex is nasty. Um, those, those messages that really diminish the, the, um, 
gosh, the, the feeling, the exuberance, the, the connection that happens, we hear that as kids. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say kids, even teenagers, and yet it's not put in context. And so when we do get married, it's the, hey, flip the switch. Mm-hmm. Like we're married now, so we're supposed to have sex all the time, everywhere. It's supposed to be good. And that messaging that we grew up with is really hindering us from truly connecting or even talking about our sexual intimacy. Absolutely. And there are things like, you know, I mean, how many times have you played the scenario when you're sitting in the car and you're trying to go out on a date and you're like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? And it becomes this tug of war. We do the same thing in our sex lives because we're not talking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we've developed, you know, there, there are some people, and I think especially women, but I'm not going to rule out that this happens for men. I can only speak as a woman that, that we're taught not to ask for what we want and not to express what we desire about anything. And so then we get into marriage and our husband's like, well, what feels good? And you're like, mm, I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. And he's like, no, I want to know. Like, I want to know how to please you. I want to know what feels good. And you're like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, babe, babe, I want to know. And we, we've never developed the ability to say, yeah, touch me here. Or I like it when you do that and have it be okay. Have this expression of desire be okay. And so we're in this place where our marriages are, are being stifled collectively because we don't want to make our spouse feel like we don't want to be the one to bring it up and make somebody feel bad that we're bringing it up because there's this perception that they're going to think, well, I must be inadequate. If we're talking about sex, it must mean that I'm not doing something right. Or, you know, there, some of you said that, well, my spouse isn't comfortable talking about sex. I I grew up not being comfortable talking about sex, right? Like it just wasn't even done. I mean, I guess I wasn't uncomfortable. It just didn't happen. But like anything, I mean, many of you have children, you know, that there are a lot of things that the first time they try and go do it, it's not comfortable and they want to give up. Mm-hmm. It's too hard. I don't want to. But as parents, you know, hey, you're going to need to learn how to do that. And so we continue to encourage. We continue to push. We continue to move forward. It's the same thing. Right? It, it, it can't be one of those things where it's good for the kids, but it's not good for the adults. And I know that some of you have fears around this or that, that your spouse has told you, you know what? This really isn't important. The reality is Talking about sex is so, so important for the two of you. You know, last week we talked about vulnerability. And I really do think that in that episode, when we talked about vulnerability, this comes up, Mm -hmm. right? Are we willing now to be vulnerable with our spouse? Because that's going to be the place where we get close to each other. And we can have those conversations about what does feel good. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so there is this place of having to step into that when we start talking about sex with our spouse. The, like you said, and I, and I loved how you, ex- you expressed this and shared this, is knowing how you enjoy the touch and what feeling that gives you allows and allows me to know. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't do that when we were younger. We never did that when we were newly married. We didn't go down that path. And so for me, it was a guessing game. It really was a guessing game of, does this work for my wife? Is she actually desiring and having pleasure from what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Or is it just another thing on her to-do list? And so as we began to 
open up and have the conversation, a very important conversation around our sexual intimacy, that's when I believe you and I begin to see the importance of it. Because with that, I begin to please you in a way that you liked and yeah. I knew about it. Right. And, and that was on me because, you know, even as you were describing that, just there, I'm like, I was kind of like a moving target. Right. Yes. And I'm sure you felt that way because there were times when I felt that way. Because if I wasn't verbalizing to Tony that works, then he'd be trying something. And I'm like, in my head, I'm going, it does, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Oh my gosh, I wonder if he's going to find the spot. Or if I'm just going to lay here and he's not going to find it. Or just just finish, Tony, so we can just move on. I, right. think that was a, I think that was a lot of your internal messaging to yourself or in, internal chatter. Like, just finish, Tony, so we can just move on because I'm done here. Because I'm done. And, and you obviously can't find the spot. Well, he couldn't find the spot because he didn't have a map. Right. He didn't have, we weren't talking about it. There were years when I told him and I know I said the words out loud. You know what? This is just not important. Mm -hmm. This, this is not important. And I saw this quote the other day that rocked my world. And it said, if you tell or show your spouse that sex is not important to you, and I would even say talking about sex is not important to you. Don't be upset when they go somewhere else to find that importance. Cause you've said it's not important. I was like, Ooh, okay. Um, uh, that that one was like a punch in the gut. The check your heart moment. It, <laughs> little John Chris making it into the one extraordinary marriage show. <laughs> check your heart. It, but, it, but it is. I mean that that quote right there. If you tell or show your spouse that sex is not important to you, don't be upset when they go somewhere else to find that importance because we desire it. Mm-hmm. As a married couple, as a husband and a wife. I know for myself, and I'm going to speak for for myself here, and Elisa can speak for herself. I desire that connection. There is something absolutely, and I'm going to say magical, in that moment where it's just Elisa and I. Everything else fades away, and it's just us. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I enjoy it. And hey, it could last three to five minutes. It could last longer. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. That time period, it's not about the time, about the minutes or the hour. It's about her and I knowing that all that matters right now is us. Well, and we've seen it this month because this month we've been in the 30 Days of Sex Challenge. Oh, that's right. Right? And so there has been, for the entire month of October, there has been this this focus on our sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, and let me tell you something. This is a skill that can be learned. Right, the ability to talk about sex, the ability to make it a priority in your marriage. You don't have to throw up your hands and say, "Yeah, but you know what, Elisa, that's not me," or "You know what, I just I don't think I'd like that." That would be a check yourself moment, because you can. We're seeing it. We're seeing it with all of these folks who, I mean, guys, women have said in the group, "I wanted my period to end faster because I wanted to go back to having my uh, having sex with my husband." Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there are men all over America that would love to hear that. So men all over America in the world, you've heard it. It does happen. But that's because these couples have stepped into this place of talking about sex and getting comfortable talking about how do we initiate and getting comfortable with saying, you know what, this pleases me or, or that one doesn't work so much or, or can we find a different position or because we've partnered it with, you know, 30 days of position. So there, you know, there's just all kinds of fun conversation going on about, you know, what did that position do or not do or whatever. But, but because these couples said, you know what, just like us, we're going to focus on this. It, it's developed in them this ability to be 
comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. of stepping out of stepping into this place. And, you know, we've got to, we've got to be couples that can make the shift in our marriage. We've got to be couples that say, you know what, I'm going to do this. So let's talk about what this can look like practically. Let's talk about strategy. But first we want to thank this week's sponsor and that's figs. You know, and we can all agree that nurses, doctors, dentists, and all the medical professionals are pretty awesome. We're grateful that they're there, but sometimes the scrubs that they wear don't make them feel as amazing or as important as they are. Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs both stylish and functional for the people who deserve it most. No more ugly and uncomfortable scrubs. Now you can wear scrubs that are fashionable and have places to hold all your life-saving tools. In Fig Scrubs, medical professionals can look their best, feel their best, and perform their best every day. And it's more than just scrubs. I actually have to share... There is a couple in uh, Summit Partners in the mm. position of the month club. The wife heard about figs. She went out and got two of her uh, two of the super soft t-shirts, the underscrub mm-hmm. t-shirts for her husband after hearing how much Tony likes them. He got them. He loves wearing them. She loves him in them. She went out and got four more. It's so amazing. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thanks to these deserving folks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using code one. So get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter code one at checkout. So we've got this hovering over us right now, this idea that we need to talk about sex. And some of you may have. Some of you may have brought it up mm-hmm. and you're all in. Some of you may be, you know, you've, you've brought it up. Maybe you've picked up, you know, our book, Connect Like You Did When You First Met, 101 Proven Questions for Couples. You know, and there's a, there's a section on sexual intimacy. Maybe you've asked one or two of them and you've set it aside and said, mm, not for us. Maybe some of you have picked up our 19 questions to amazing sex and have picked that up and, you know, asked one or two questions. And, eh, and then there are some of you who are just like, we're not even there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, that ain't happening. I first want to just share with you because we asked all of you on Instagram and said, what are those areas that you wish you could talk about when it comes mm. to sexual intimacy? Okay. And, and I want to give you, this is definitely not an exhaustive list, but I want to give you these topics because if you haven't discussed it in your marriage, it's possible that there's conversation that's kind of brewing under the surface that maybe you need to have. Yeah. So some of you wanted to talk about technique. Right. What works for me? What works for you? Am I doing it right? Mm. Can you give me some feedback here? Or, or you want to be able to show your spouse without it having being uh, taken the wrong way. True. Okay. Right. So, so some of that around technique, some of you want to have conversations on trying new things. Can we try new positions? Can, can we, you know, can we look at the position of the month club and get a new position every month and just try one new position? And you'd be surprised at what it would happen if you just had that and just tried one new position a month over the course of a year, you would try 12 new positions and just for a heads up, the, the average couple has two or three positions that they do all the time. Mm-hmm. So you would be in a whole new league if you at least gave it a shot. And I'm not saying it works out every time, even for Elisa and I, it may not work out every single time. And yet at least we're giving ourselves the opportunity to try something new. You'd be in the 1%. You would I'm definitely just saying, be in the 1%. the 1%. Some of you want to talk about frequency. How often are we having sex? Yeah. And maybe those are conversations wrapped up around the intimacy lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, some want to talk about desire. What does it look like? You know, what are our differences in desire? What does it look like to express desire? 
you, you want to talk about oral sex, what this looks like in our marriage. Can we, will we, do you like it? Mm-hmm. And, and some of you just want to talk about how much the sexual intimacy, how much you crave that and how much that connection means to you. And it's not about like wanting to be all over your spouse all the time. It's that's the way that you experience that deep connection. Mm. And so these are just some of the topics that you all brought up. But like with anything that you're discussing in your marriage, it's not about crossing the finish line. It's not about having like this epically huge transformation of, you know, it's like running a marathon, right? And everybody, you know, waits for the finish line and see who crosses the finish line. It's literally about taking that first step. Because you can't get to the finish line. You can't get to a marriage that has deeper open communication around sexual intimacy if you don't ever start. True. You you have to start. And I think you have to also be willing to understand that not every sexual encounter is going to be the most epic sexual encounter in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing that Elise and I had to learn and why I believe so much in the intimacy lifestyle. Because one, the intimacy lifestyle gives you that plan. Mm-hmm. It gives you the, the, the framework to set up having sex each and every week. So if you want to learn how to set that up, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash IL planner. I'll even put a link here in the episode so you can check that out. But that really helps to know, okay, and then from that, you're able to have more conversation, I feel. I think for us, one of the biggest things that we've learned over the years, when we weren't having sex often, it's tough to make and have a time for the conversation around sex because it feels awkward at times. Sure. Because we're only having sex once a month or once every couple of months. And so that discussion gets sort of stifled because we're not having sex as much. But when we put the intimacy lifestyle into play and added those sex challenges in, man, does the conversation open up because we're having sex more often. And for us, for those of you who don't know, Elise and I, in our intimacy lifestyle, our goal is to have sex two times a week. Mm -hmm. So we're having sex anywhere from like seven, eight to 10 times a month now. And it's, it's been a game changer and you know, it's much easier to talk about something that you're doing regularly It doesn't have nearly the weight of, oh, we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about it. And it's got, you know, just this weight to it. Well, if you're doing it all the time, you're like, yeah, that worked. That didn't work. You know, this type of stuff. But we need to address what's keeping the two of you from being able to talk about sex and then rewrite that messaging. Because if it's past messaging, then you need to address what's, what's true now. You know, there've been, I mean, adults for centuries, well, maybe not centuries, but definitely decades have used scare tactics to keep kids from having sex, which means that there are a lot of adults who are afraid to talk about sex because all of the messaging that they received Mm. was, you know, don't do this in like giant neon letters. But can we address the fact that one, you're not a teenager anymore, right? You may even have teenagers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're not a teenager, so you don't need to be scared about sex. And if that was your messaging, then what's true now is that you are an adult in a, in a marriage where sex is important. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that and not all the scare tactics about why you shouldn't even be talking about having sex. Some of you, it's the messaging. The thing that keeps you from talking about it is that there is this, this line that says, good girls don't talk about sex. Let me be real clear. Talking, the ability to talk about sex is not a me- measure of your virtue or your holiness. It's actually 
a measure of your desire to be connected with your husband, which goes back to the verse that said in Genesis that says, and the two shall become one. Mm -hmm. That one is sexual intimacy, right? That one. So, so the ability to talk about sex with your husband is actually a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to go so far as to say that. And, And how would you see that from the husband's side? Like when you're in coaching, in sessions and and what does that look like from the husband's side where the messaging for many women was hey you know sex is dirty it's 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 not good you know and i know a lot of men and husbands have heard that mm-hmm. and yet from a from a man's standpoint and a husband's standpoint what what was the messaging that most of them got during maybe those teenage years oh well the messaging is basically boys will be boys Mm. Right. So, so the messaging is, is all about se- men having sex and it just being a very acceptable promiscuous, pr- promiscuous, you know, it, it's actually for, I think a lot of young men, there's almost this badge of honor attached mm. to it. You know, like, Oh, well look at him. You know, he, in fact, the phrase he's a stud, mm-hmm. right. That gets bantered about in, in the teenage years, like nobody's business. And so there, there's, there's some messaging though for maybe a guy who was that or maybe a guy who wasn't that. Mm-hmm. And how do they then come into the marriage and discuss that openly, honestly, and transparently with their spouse? Well, and it's identi- I think it's important to identify what your identity has been around sex mm. and what the messaging has been, right? Because if you're going to talk about sex, you both, husbands and wives, are bringing, coming into your marriage. And I don't care if you just got married, if you're about to get married, or if you've been married 30 years. You came into your marriage with messaging about sex and your sexual intimacy has been impacted because of that. So your ability to talk about sex has to start with what did I receive first? What were the first messages? And then it steps into this place of what do I want to be true? Right? What am I going to go after to create truth? I will tell you, I did not grow up being a girl that talked about sex. If you had told me when I was 16 years old that I would spend the last, you know, in my 30s and 40s, I would spend the last 10 years of my life talking about sex on a regular basis. I I would say even in your, you know, in our 20s and our early 30s. Right. Like even before we started the show, guys, we didn't talk to people that we knew about the fact that we were doing the show for probably three years. If not longer. And when she says that, like people here in San Diego. People here in San Diego didn't know what we did. Nope. So we were still dealing with our own stuff. Uh-huh. And now, like people come, random people will come up to me like, oh, you're Lisa. Can I, like, and all of a sudden, I know everybody's sex life. Yep. But, but that took time. It took the willingness to step out. And that's what I want to, like, you all don't need to be going around talking to everybody about your sex life. There's only one person that you need to talk to your, about your sex life with. And it's the person that you said I do to because the ability to talk about your sex life. And again, I'm not asking you to finish the marathon this week. I'm asking you to take the first step because there is going to be breakthrough unlocked in your ability to say, Hey, can we, can we just, I don't know. Can we, can we talk about how we initiate? Mm. Can, can we talk about what it looks, what touches I like? Can we talk about, I don't know what turns me on? It doesn't have to be crazy and maybe it feels uncomfortable, but here's the thing. There is breakthrough. There is progress on the other side of being uncomfortable because what happens when your spouse knows the answers to that question? There's breakthrough. There's, there's excitement. There's a, there's a lot of joy. I will tell you there's nothing better than knowing what your spouse enjoys because then it's like, ah, Okay. And, and again, I, I just, I, I got to put these caveats in is like what may be working this month 
may not work exactly the same next month. And that's okay. We go through that all the time. And sometimes I'm even in my head going, well, wait a minute, Lisa, you've been telling me that this works. So why is it not working now? Absolutely. And, and, you know, the ability to do that, I I just want to tell you, sexual intimacy with your spouse is a gift. And it's a gift that was never meant to die after the honeymoon. It's a gift that was never meant to just be, you know, like a once a month, once a year, you know, pull out on a special occasion. It was a gift that was designed to be given regularly. And we want to encourage you throughout this series to start exploring what that might look like in your marriage, especially as we wrap up the end of this year and head into the new year. What will your sexual intimacy look like throughout this new season? Yeah, it's, it's an important conversation. So let's have it. Let's, let's honestly go out there. Let's be intentional. Let's take action as couples who want and desire extraordinary marriages. Let's go out there and let's have this important conversation around our sexual intimacy. We love you guys. We're excited for you to take this step. And for some of you, a bold step to talk about sex in your marriage, go for it. You got this. And join us next week as we continue our series, Let's Talk About Sex as Newlyweds. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. 